And now, broadcast live from The Social in Southampton. Online, on your smart speaker and on Facebook Live. Raising money for sport relief. This is Unclassical. Sorry, just laughing at our own intro music. We're just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Already laughing. Yes, hello everyone. Hello and welcome. Yeah, thank you all for coming out today. Even if it has been raining. Yeah, thanks for the effort. It means <laughs> a lot. We're actually saying I went to uni in Southampton, Southampton Solent. Yeah, so it's to represent. Yeah, Ooh. it's uh, nice to be back in Southampton. <laughs> but uh, we all have our achievements in Southampton, don't we, Katie? We do, we do, we do. Yeah, yeah. Katie... Uh, Became affiliated with uh, extremely cheap white wine. I did. And uh, Southern Comfort, was it? Yeah, round the corner <laughs> in um, Milton Road in our extremely sadly clean student house. It was very clean. <laughs> we didn't have a lot on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> didn't do real great. okay, I didn't either. So, uh, yeah, to introduce ourselves properly, I am Marsha. And I'm Katie. And uh, we met, um, it was at your birth, wasn't it? About... Were you there for my actual birth? No, you were really selfish and stayed in hospital for like eight hours like a complete drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's my eight hours. I'm being born. It's my day. I think Dad missed my birth, though. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss my favoritism much. <laughs> but oh well, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, if you didn't get it from that, me and Katie are sisters. Are we? Yeah, well, sorry for having all the revelations here today. <laughs> you might not have got it as we do oh, look God. extraordinarily different yeah there's no similarities <laughs> whatsoever um so yeah we are from unclassical the podcast where we look at classical stories from a more feminist modern perspective yeah we basically i'm sorry to cut you off but um i'm gonna speak now <laughs> it's <laughs> we, my turn <laughs> we basically call out problematic behavior mm. and just generally take a closer look at hilarious and weird things that they thought were nom- normal in the yeah, past although some of them are still present today like gaslighting oh yeah That's yeah still or you're just the general oppression no, of in women. in the past, they basically described gaslighting and how bad it was. And now apparently it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> so apparently it's okay again, so yeah. that's fine. <laughs> so to give you a bit of an overview of what we've done, we've had a look at Tess of the D'Urbervilles, mm-hmm. where we found out that if you do ask something 10,000 times and you get 10,000 no's, and then a yes. That's a yes. yes. <laughs> that is a yes. And we Got looked it. at Pride and Prejudice with a... Well, we found the same thing, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I want to be fair... Darcy only asked her twice. I'm thinking about Mr. Collins. Oh, Mr. Collins. Yeah, if you keep asking someone to marry you and they still say no, she means yes. Come on. <laughs> like. Mr. Collins is a is a special case. <laughs> he belongs in the sea. Yep, get in the sea. Into and then the sea. we've had a look at Jane Eyre mm-hmm. as well, where um, it's yeah. the same kind of theme again. It's a bit awkward when you're trying to. Sorry about spoilers, but it was written over a hundred years ago. And there are so. like a thousand TV adaptions. So yeah, so God, spoilers. But yeah, if you're keeping your ex-wife, or not even ex, current wife in the attic. Yeah, if she's not very friendly to you, just lock her up and call her insane. Yeah, Fine. That's how it works out. Absolutely no problem. And a little look at Bleak House, where apparently it's okay to adopt children and then ask them to marry you. And also have no concept of basic family structure. Like. <laughs> any idea of so what's what. <laughs> if you're really confused about what we've just mentioned, Check have a listen. <laughs> you can hear it all with context. Yes. So we're usually an adult podcast, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we, mm. um, we normally are a bit sweary. So today we are on our best <laughs> behaviour mm-hmm. and have realised how little vocabulary we actually have to replace yeah. swear words. So we'll do our best. Yeah, there's an awkward pause and, uh, um, and stuff. <laughs> and 
very naughty behaviour. Very, very bad. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> and we usually take it in turns looking at a book and then telling mm. the story to the other one. So now I was going to kick things off having her historical look at women's hockey. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's not listening to this live, uh, the last podcast, Due South by Southeast, did an amazing look at um, historical very women's good. hockey. So if you want to listen to that, check them out. No, I was actually going to go back to, uh, I think some would say the start of sport or organised sport. Or, yeah, the start of organised sport. Yeah. I, mean, I guess you could say cavemen were doing sport by running around. If a caveman wants to come below. at me, let him. <laughs> <laughs> Representation. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to ancient Greece. <laughs> and uh, yes, we're going to have a look at the Olympic Games. Ooh, the origination. They were hot. They were sweaty. This is a family show. So we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> they had olive branch crowns, and only men were competing. Of course. Yes, representation. Mm. And originally, there was only one sport. And I had to think about this. Yeah. So did you know they stopped all wars in the month leading up to the I Olympic Games? I did know this. Yeah. Like, but then did they just carry on afterwards? Like, we were friends for a month, but now <laughs> I hate you again. What if someone lived slightly further away, and they were like, we'll give you all a little bit of time to get home. Oh, you live too far? Mm, sucks to be you. <laughs> Come after you now. No. So it was only one sport to begin with. So did everyone like travel? And it was um, basically these uh, athletes would run the length of the stadium so that they all spend like ages traveling there, got there, and like, oh, it's nice. <laughs> like, let's they go home have now. like 10 minutes, and it's like, yeah. cool. Oh, all right, bye then. I'll Back fight you next month. Yeah, <laughs> meet you next month for the war. Moving on. So, so just like the warm up. Yeah, the warm up event. Well, yeah, they had the stage race, which was just running the length, mm. and then came the big show mm -hmm. they introduced the dialos now what do you think the that dialos? was they ran the length of the stadium twice oh they're back again <laughs> very imaginative oh, it's getting imaginative now they guys. had complicated Scrap politics him. and religion their imagination was elsewhere <laughs> a lot of philosophers what should we do for sport do it twice <laughs> like, everyone says it doesn't go on very long so do it twice do it twice do it twice take a bit more should time should we do that if we run out of material but just start sounds like a good idea to me um so then in later years obviously they started adding more sports um including the discus and long jump which was accompanied by flute music oh delight why don't we have that anymore <laughs> I don't know. Well, this was the thing. I was like, is this the reason they say the Greeks are like the founders of culture? Or, and this is the technical term, is it because they're grunty sports? <laughs> oh, yeah, we were talking about this, weren't we? Weren't we? Like, yeah. if you were to have flute playing over, like, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. It's like, <laughs> just like, Venus, you are very, very loud, sweetheart. Like, now, do we all like show tunes? <laughs> <laughs> I'd enjoy the sport a lot more. Blast it out over Lovely. the top. So, yeah, they had the lovely flute music going on, covering up the vulgar sounds of the grunting, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, they also had wrestling, Lovely. where no eye gouging or biting was allowed. So, you know, well, at least there's that. They had their rules. However, uh, strangulation was all right. Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, just, you know. Don't mind a bit of casual choking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. Family show, family show. Choking in the wrestling. Oh, yes, um, yes. So uh, there's actually uh, a funny so story about this, um, but maybe more highly traumatic rather than funny. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'll let you guys decide. <laughs> so have you heard of a Rickian? No. No? No. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, he is famous for winning at wrestling at the Olympics in uh, rather uh, strange circumstances. Yes. Uh, he basically won his match after he died. <laughs> Guys, it's traumatic. Please don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> How? 
basically, again, they didn't have like Twitter, so details are a little bit hazy. No one's like <laughs> tweeting from the phone. But by piecing like different accounts together, something like this happened. So Arikian was wrestling. Good start. Good start. And uh, yeah, his opponent start. had him in a chokehold. This was basically the event uh, was a bit like um, mixed martial arts. So like, yeah, anything apart yeah. from eye gouging and biting. Good. Uh, so yeah, they're wrestling, he's got him in the chokehold, and um, Arikian managed to grab the other guy's ankle slash foot and broke it. Ah. So the other guy like tapped out, surrendered, but somewhere in all of this, Arikian had already choked to death or broken his neck. So... Let that slap. That yeah. really reminds me of like Achilles with his one week spot. <laughs> Same time period. Yeah, yeah there you lovely. go. Arikian, the Achilles. The original Achilles. I bet they've never seen him in a room together. Same, same person, person. <laughs> same person. This is actually the Battle of Troy. There you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, they crowned his body regardless and uh, sent his corpse back home as a hero. Can like, you imagine, sorry. like, he's home, he's home. Oh, oh. Like, what did you do to also, him? we cancelled all wars. We kind of thought this was all right. And yeah. this happens, it's like, we're back on. You had, yeah, we are going to town. We're getting the spears. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> oh, little side note, as he mm. was an athlete. Do you know what uh, the word athlete is? Athlete means in ancient Greek? No, I don't know anything. It means... <laughs> Just to clarify. Marsha, it was your job to research yeah, the ancient Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. If you wanted me to know, you should have told me to do the research. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it means one who competes to win a prize. So there you literally have it from the Greek horse mouth. It's the taking part that counts. It's complete rubbish. We came here to win. <laughs> that is what it Winners means. Winners take all. <laughs> Literally. Okay. So, yeah, exactly. That's why I'll never be an athlete. Because <laughs> you'd never win. Never win in sports. <sighs> no. The only thing never. I've won at, and I'm weirdly talented is, at, is apple bobbing. To be fair. Weirdly, yeah. I've got a very big mouth. You do. <laughs> you do have a bit. I haven't got anything. I'm you got quite, nothing? <laughs> I, I'm quite good at darts when I'm drunk. Mm. But that's only because oh, I've done it once and got a bullseye. Sorry, this won't mean much to anyone, but who won at pool yesterday? <laughs> yeah. They're supposedly quite good, and we won. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> anyone Winning listening shot. afterwards, we've got friends in the audience who were very bad at pool. <laughs> Losers! <laughs> Um, another interesting snippet about the uh, ancient Olympics, mm -hmm. uh, don't worry, there are more, I'm not going to conclude after this, <laughs> is uh, basically they would record who actually won the events, but they wouldn't record um, sort of in what time they completed the race or how far they actually jumped, okay. just the overall winner. And so... Um, Bob won. Yeah. And that's all we got. <laughs> that's all we got, guys. <laughs> the commentating must have been interesting. So like, there they go. And they done it. That's good. That was Bob. <laughs> I was imagining, yeah, like modern day people that record the Olympics, like, and uh, do you have a time in which Leonidas finished the race? Yeah. Uh, 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 it was a quick one. He yeah. did it really fast. It was very impressive, it to be fair. really fun. cool. <laughs> but uh, not so good in the specifics. No, he moved yeah. his legs real fast. That's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> so another difference um, is the athletes competed nude. Ooh, lovely. Mm. I mean, it was hot. Like. <laughs> Wait, what times of heart? It was hot. It was hot times. <laughs> it was good, man. There was another bit of research I could have gone into here, but it, it wasn't very family friendly. No, so. not for the kids. Yeah, so uh, maybe we'll go back to that in the uh, uh, more adult con uh, yes, podcast one time. Yeah, check us out. So, um, yeah, but do you want to know why? There's some theories about why they competed nude. Why? So there was this guy called Osippos of Megara. I can't say that without sounding like I'm from Yorkshire. Megara. Megara. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, he was running and his shorts accidentally fell down. And it says, and it just kind of caught on. Everyone's like, 
Well, it's like that thing, isn't it? They didn't want him to be embarrassed. Like, look, his shorts are down. Everyone's stripped. Everyone's stripped. We've got to make him feel okay. (laughs) He's going to feel so awkward. I just imagine him finishing the race and everyone's like, he does look good, though. (laughs) To be fair, absolutely cracking it. it. And Osipha's like, I always run naked, don't you? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so patch. It's what we're all doing in Megara, guys. <laughs> Come on, and get with the times. <laughs> oh, so cool. Also, uh, the word gymnasium comes from the Greek word gymnos, which means naked. And I do question when someone was like, so we're going to have like this sporting event and we're going to go have it in the naked house. And everyone's like, naked house? I don't, I don't really, what? I don't see the link. Well, like, you will, guys, you will. Yeah. I mean, family show, but it makes me think of some other kinds of activities that might be going on. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Spectator sports. Can you imagine if gyms were like that today? Imagine signing up to the gym and just walking in, like, I'm ready to get fit. Oh. Like, gymnasium, gymnast, get your kit off, guys. Literally Come on, let's go. Like, oh, I wasn't ready for this. And um, there's this other author as well who um, noted that um, at the end of the day, they didn't actually really know why they competed naked. It was just what everyone did. So. To be fair, it was very hot then, wasn't it? Like, it was just like, I'm going to layer up. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to strip off. And um, he said this was the case until the age of antiquity died. So was there like a point in history when someone was just like, um, why are we naked? And I'm like, oh, uh, we're naked. Now you mention it, it does seem odd. Do you think that they thought they were like the emperor's new clothes? And they're like, I thought I was wearing beautiful robes and only idiots <laughs> didn't see them. That would enable me to win the race. Literally. Like, oh. no, you're all fools. We, we have been uh, very, very foolish. <laughs> oh, quickly, get, get the robes on. <laughs> cover up, lads, cover up. Um, Maybe mm. it got cold, so everything got a little... Smaller. Ah, there we go. So yeah. they were like, cover it up. Cover it up, we're all I'm very shy. <laughs> family show kidding um there was also i just love the um pettiness and drama like insinuated in the story there was this guy called um astylos and uh, he was a very acclaimed runner was real good at that mm-hmm. good job astylos and job. um he competed for croton and in his honor they put up a statue of him because they were like astylos he's our guy he cool uh, but then <laughs> uh, he began running for the rival city of syracuse in sicily what How? a traitor How? Why? (laughs) Why would he leave his friends and family? Well, Croton thought quite the same thing, Katie. (laughs) And they went up to his statue and they smashed it. I would. (laughs) Absolute traitor. So imagine being like, you're not coming back here with your quick legs of stylus, now jog on. To be fair though, that's really rude. (laughs) I suppose with footballers they move around now to different clubs. Yeah, that's because, you know, they're like paid. It's not a sort of like, yeah, I'll turn up next week, guys. (laughs) Play for the other team. It's a shorter commute. Literally, it's like... (laughs) rude or you yeah. know it's like their main athlete and then something turns upon the other team like <laughs> they literally what? had like tours of the town and like and this is a stylus here's our guy did you hear he's running for syracuse now what what <laughs> get it down tear it down he's not welcome he's here dead anymore to us. <laughs> you're not coming back here <laughs> we hate him <laughs> and of course you can't reflect on the ancient olympics without remembering that funny time you know emperor nero you know oh him? yeah yeah, yeah obviously best mates bezzy's a uh, classic lad um well he decided um he wanted to be an olympian and uh, he was an impulsive man as history would tell us and uh, he paid everyone off so no one would compete against him and he won like 10 <laughs> events so they were just like and everyone clear off and then he'd just go running like la, la. <laughs> and I he win. was like well technically i am first <laughs> But also, by that logic, you're technically last. Ah, oh, that is true. Someone says that, it's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, no one made that point. And obviously, I was thinking, that is terrible. You can't just go in and buy sporting prowess. But you look at me in the eye, and you tell me you wouldn't pay good money to see Boris Johnson do the pole vault. 
<laughs> All the hurdles. The hurdles. Can you imagine? To be honest, just all of them. Like, be the best. Yeah. I be, really want him to. It would be amazing. Maybe him and Trump could do it. Like, Who do you think would win? Uh, ooh, I think Boris would let think, Trump win. I think. He, I think yeah. Boris would just win. Would just win. Yeah. He is younger than Trump. Yeah, Trump might have a heart attack. Yeah, it's getting political. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as I mentioned earlier, only men competing in the Olympics. Obviously. Obby, uh, No women or slaves could compete. And do you want to know why? 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 Uh, they were both what was called the oikos, which literally means they belonged to the house, and the house was owned by a patriarch. So, was the house allowed to compete? <laughs> <laughs> they just weren't very fast. They tried it. It was a very dull event. <laughs> My house technically won. Yeah, that's because Mount Vesuvius is coming up. We gotta go, man. That made me laugh pretty much. <laughs> that's a horrible laugh. Um, but yeah, so it was. Uh, they belonged to the house, which was owned by a patriarch, and so literally they had no purpose outside the house. They were like, "Where's the kitchen at the Olympic Games, guys?" <laughs> well, if they had Bake Off then in the original Olympic Games, yeah. women would have been in that. Like, yeah, probably. I don't know. Make Although, a salad. I'm gonna come back to this point in a minute. We will, you will see. Ooh, um, married women weren't even allowed to watch the games. Yep. And uh, this is thought largely to be down to the fact that everyone was naked and they didn't want uh, any temptation or any infidelity. Thank you very much. Despite the fact that all their husbands were being... Oh my God. Yeah. Greek around. men are not renowned for being faithful. No, but yeah. the women had to be. Yeah. Stay in your kitchen. <laughs> Stay in your kitchen and make me a sandwich. <laughs> I can just imagine this husband being like... Um, all these naked Muslim men, no, I don't think it's Hillary's cup of tea. I don't think she mm. like it. No, she wouldn't like it. In fact, no, you know, no. well, in fact, you know, just to be on the safe side, why don't you make it a rule so Hillary can't come in? Yeah. You know what, you know what, just be extra, extra, make it punishable by death. <laughs> so, and it was. If you were caught at the Olympic Games, you could be thrown off the top of Mount Tapion into the river. <laughs> like, right, men weren't messing around, were they? <laughs> well, we say this. They were all mouth and no trousers because there's actually no record of anyone being chucked off a mountain, which is good. That is good, but it's also just because it'd be a record of something happening to a woman. Oh, they didn't care. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's wasting yeah, energy on that. Mm. There is, however, a record of a married woman who was caught watching the game. <gasps> yeah. Scandalous. Scandalous woman. Uh, basically, her son was taking part. Aww. And um, her name was, again, I can't say this without someone like I'm from Yorkshire, Calipatera. Calipatera, everyone. She makes a lovely Calipatera. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she dressed up as a trainer mm. and there was kind of like an area where the trainers all stood to watch the games. Her son won his event and then she jumped over the enclosure wall and this is the quote, bared her person so her sex was discovered. So I was like... She's Janet a bit of a slip there. Yeah, Janet Jackson, eat your heart out. Yeah. <laughs> like, original nip slip is Literally. here. <laughs> so, yeah, those togas aren't the most functional items of clothing. Yeah, at that moment, like... Oh, just imagine the sun like on his eye like yay mom mom oh, mom <laughs> mom Jesus yeah I advise you you said you keep it cool literally like I don't want to see that <laughs> so um, yeah they didn't um, execute her but they did uh, put something else in place mm. to avoid this happening in the future uh, they decided all the trainers when they were attending they had to be naked too ah. and I was like is this literally like the Greek solution to everything I don't know why don't we all get naked let us all <laughs> cast off our robes <laughs> <And that's laughs> the sun is warm <laughs> That seems like a great idea to me. That seems like a way to get sunburned. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
There's sunburn. no records about sunburn levels back there. Yeah, skin well, cancer levels. People just didn't live as long, did they? Oh, so yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> didn't live long enough to get yeah. it. Um, so women not wanting to be left out, although there are some bodies of thought that thought um, these games I'm going to talk about actually were happening beforehand. But again, it's about women. Who's going to write about that, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there, there were the Horean Games, mm-hmm. which are thought to comprise of foot races won by women, and they were to pay respect to the goddess Hera, cool. who was queen of the gods, wife and sister of Zeus. They loved that incest, the ancient Greeks. Yeah, I mean, really there. Game of Thrones was inspired by something. And also, yeah. if you're a married woman, you can't check out a naked man. But marrying your sister, that's, that's okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> fine. Well, that's because it's the man's choice. Ah, of course. So. Yeah. Ah, there we go. So uh, unlike the male Olympics, women competed fully clothed. And as I said, not a lot's known because, <laughs> yeah, not a lot was written down. Yeah. But, um, from piecing a few things together, one thing that's been noted widely uh, is this. If you won the Olympics, it was kind of like winning the X Factor and having divine ascension all in one go because they literally thought the athletes were handpicked by the goddess Nike. And so they were like, well... Nike, is that like the sh- is that what the shoe brand's after? Yeah. Oh. Do you not know this? No. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I didn't even make a note of that. I, was I just imagine knowledge. like a Greek god, but wearing Nike trainers. Yeah, so. yeah. It's a good look. Yeah, there great. you go. Yeah, yeah. So they thought they were handpicked by Nike, um, and they were like, "Well, you're besties with Nike, so obviously you're kind of a god too." Yeah. So they were immortalized. Original sponsor. Yeah, that is the best spawn ever. Yeah. <laughs> so they were immortalized in poems and songs. Had statues made of them until like their towns tore them down because they were traitors. Traitors. <laughs> and uh, their hometown also would pretty much financially take care of them. And there's something about them getting free meals as well so banging i'd be an olympian for free meals (laughs) yeah even like rich families and stuff were like pushed like their members to take part in the olympic games because uh you were loaded and it was a status symbol and everything after that so yeah they they did all right the males as historically they did (laughs) and Uh, the women winners of the Horean games got a fruit basket (laughs) but to be fair with that she could make her husband a lovely pie so you've done really well have a banana. <laughs> Have a banana. Make it into something nice for yours, <laughs> Blend that up. I exaggerate slightly. Uh, they got fruit crowns too. So, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Give them a piece of jewelry as well. And um, a bit of the cow uh, from the main sacrifice that was going on. So, as you said, if nothing else, they had a balanced meal when they went home. Yeah. <laughs> so- all the ingredients to make a lovely dinner <laughs> and uh, they might have had a statue if they were particularly like well known um, however conveniently none survive now we all know how the patriarchy is involved in erosion mm. <laughs> uh, but they certainly wouldn't have had the same financial treatment or the immortalization as the men or being as publicly revered so um, yeah I started to think well this is a little bit depressing <laughs> let's, where's our representation yeah let's uh, look up uh, female athletes in the Olympics yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the Olympics, a few years on, uh, started to relax their rules a little bit. But no thanks to people like Aristotle. Now, you didn't know Nike was <laughs> connected to the ancient Greeks. I didn't. Have you heard of Aristotle? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah. Just briefly. <laughs> Philosopher, beard, bald. Not a good man, according to this. So um, he is recorded as saying, women are utterly useless and cause more confusion than the enemy. Right, Aristotle. And I was like, wouldn't it be nice if Aristotle could uh, maybe have a little jump in a time machine and come now and maybe see uh, Greta Thunberg or even older examples of like Rosa Parks or Boudicca or Boudicca, however you want to pronounce it. Um, Did you say Joan of Arc? No, I didn't. Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. Malala. Uh, Yeah, and compare it to uh, maybe, 
I won't say them now, but uh, yeah, some other men who uh, in current events uh, maybe uh, also could be described as uh, useless, more useless. fittingly. Get in the sea. <laughs> get straight in the sea. We're in Southampton. We're close to sea. It's right there. Just get in. If you would. <laughs> um, also, in uh, about him saying he's confused by being around people of the opposite sex. Do you remember the book Persepolis, uh, Persepolis by Marjane Satrapi? Yes. So anyone who doesn't know, it's an amazing book. It's a bit like a graphic novel, so it's not a hard read. There's um, also a film version. Ah, there we go. Homework. Um, but there, it's about this woman, and she writes about growing up in Iran in the 70s and 80s. And I just thought this bit sums this up perfectly. There's a bit where she's running to her classes at college, and some law enforcement body um, pulls her over and says, you can't run like that. Your behind is distracting. Uh, so you must walk. Uh, to which she has a little look down, looks at the people and goes, then stop staring at my bum! <laughs> and I was oh. like, yeah, women can't or shouldn't have to change their bodies, but you can sure change your attitudes. It's the same old thing of like dress codes in schools, yep. isn't it? Being mm-hmm. like, women can't have any bra strap on show, for example, because mm. it's distracting to their male peers. And it's sort of like, well, boys should be taught not to look at girls like that. And if yeah. it's a male teacher... Yeah. Definitely don't look Stop at your students at your children. Like that. Yeah. What is wrong with you? It's messed oh, up. Just another little note about um, Aristotle, another mm. quote of his. He wrote, um, a friend to all is a friend to none. I was like, jeez. He sounds really lovely. Don't hate me because I'm popular. Yeah, I want him <laughs> at my birthday. He sounds great. Yeah, he's, uh, he's great. Also, yeah, his whole thing is like a happy moment doesn't make a happy life. Like, again, Aristotle, the sea is there. If you would. Why is he so miserable? <laughs> but <laughs> I know. Clearly got no mates. Literally. Um, and there's the, a reason. <laughs> you're terrible. Um, there was um you can't be sued for slander of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, so uh, yeah, I did come across this um, woman called Siniska though, and uh, she was a Spartan woman and all around Spartans were cool, weren't they? Like, well, they they were. So basically, Spartan women appeared to be more liberated, and they took part in more sports, and they were like trained in more warfare. But it was largely because they believed stronger women made stronger boys. So, but compared to like the Athenian women, like at least they were allowed out of the house. And did they have the right to vote in Spartan? I think so. Spartan. Spartan. (laughs) Um, I think so. Yeah. So they would have appeared, yeah, more liberated, even if it's just to support their Mm. patriarchal society. All my knowledge of the ancient. Um, Greeks is from horrible histories. <laughs> it's <laughs> a great show. Um, yeah, so anyway, they began to uh, relax the rules a little bit. Now mm. women were allowed to own teams and train horses in the equestrian events, but couldn't actually do the competing. So we'll take your money and your expertise and give you very limited credit. Yeah, and then we'll give the credit to a man. Yeah, obviously, obviously. So um, Siniska with her brother, Aegisileus. Hmm, that's hard to well say. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Agesilaus, uh, basically he pushed and said uh, women should be able to take part in the Olympics and with his help, her team went on to win a load of chariot races. That's brilliant. Great. Great. Um, however, there is another body of thought uh, that shows her brother not exactly as an ally, mm. but rather he thought chariot racing was inferior and unmanly and therefore he wanted to get women involved to like publicly discredit it. <laughs> There's just no hope, really, is there? I just thought it sums up perfectly like a petty sibling. Like, let Siniska play with your chariots. Hmm, she can have them. She ruined them. <laughs> All the women can have she them. She made them girly. Yeah, they're rubbish. Them now. But either way, it did begin to like pave the path for women getting into yeah. modern sports. So thanks either way. Yeah, Aegisileus, thank you for your insecurities. And I was like, at least now when you search female athletes, you're greeted by some. Like, yeah, yeah, literally. You can see the Williams sisters, Jenica Ennis, Maria Sharapova and you know it's been added to all the time so thanks Aegis Thanks. <laughs> thanks for your work
So uh, I'm going to conclude our thoughts on uh, ancient uh, Greek now and their sports. Uh, as we've already said, Aristotle, get in the sea. To the sea with you. To the sea. Um, death is not the end if you're a wrestler. Just uh, bear that in mind. <laughs> you can still win. <laughs> Fruit is not a worthy prize. Do not patronise me. <laughs> Literally. And it's still getting... yummy. <laughs> and is getting naked, in fact, really the answer? Mm. No. No. <laughs> no. Keep your clothes on. We live uh, in England. It's cold here. <laughs> not allowed. And so, yes, I'm going to uh, pass over to Katie. Yes, where we are going to now jump forward a few thousand years. Firstly, thank you, Marsha, for getting through those those names um, yeah, I don't have any of those because I'm doing the Victorians so they're all quite easy <laughs> like Phillips and Edwards <laughs> literally I think my hardest one is Braunton 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 <laughs> who knows who knows um, but yeah we're going to jump forward and have a look at the Victorian era and how that worked out for women in sport oh. so just to kick things off I thought we'd have a brief look at the types of sport that were popular during this time um, the first sport that was most popular was football. Mm. And um, during the Victorian era, it was actually when the FA Cup was founded. There you go. History. I don't know what the FA Cup is. <laughs> <laughs> Very sporty up here, as you can tell. Literally. Obviously, women weren't allowed to attend this, but I couldn't find any written confirmation of this. This is all yeah. from old photos. There's just no women in the crowd, so I assume. Well, they weren't made to feel welcome. They weren't yeah, encouraged like, to go. Yeah, I don't think they were because there's a bit later on about them getting involved. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, other popular games included rugby, cricket, golf, and boxing. And boxing, yeah. originally before this point, didn't really have any rules. <laughs> Even the ancient Greeks had rules. Literally. So <laughs> the English were just going absolutely crazy and attacking each other, apparently, when it came I'll to gnaw your boxing. arm off. Gnaw <laughs> <laughs> your arm off. Literally. Um, so there were no rules until a fellow called Jack Braunton came along and yeah. he was a fighter mm. and he accidentally killed someone during a fight and was <laughs> like, probably should have some rules. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, getting a bit silly now, boys. It's not very good. <laughs> His rules um, were kind of like the basic rules that we still have today, like, I don't know, wear gloves. Don't kill people. Yeah, about that kind of thing. <laughs> if your opponent's down for, what is it, like three seconds, you're not allowed to hit them. Yeah. Boring. Um <laughs> But here's a little uh, quote from him about some of the rules that were not allowed because another rule that was introduced here, men introduced us naturally, mm. there was absolutely no hitting below the belt. Okay, right. Braunton said himself um, that there was to be no seizing him by the ham, the breeches, or anything below the waist. <laughs> a man on his knees is to be reckoned with. <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. We just don't go there. It's not an option. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as we know, don't go for Braunton below the, below the waist. He will he, not appreciate he it. He will not like it. <laughs> Moving on to look at women in Victorian sport. Yeah. They weren't that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they were still mostly banned at the beginning of the Victorian era, um, as the woman's place was naturally in the home, providing for her husband mm. and raising the children. Ah. Lovely. You her place. Um, women's le leisure activities usually can included things like embroidery and drawing and painting. Being lovely. Which <laughs> sounds a lot better, to be fair. <laughs> we are, yeah. Obviously, we're not sporting. <laughs> no, we're not. We talk about like liberating women. It's like, what did you do this weekend? I embroidered a jumper and it was excellent. It was, it was wonderful. <laughs> Even but, you know, it's your right to choose. Embroidery was literally invented for women, I think, because it was so time-consuming. Yeah. So it was literally to be like give them something to do yeah. for their entire life because yeah. it is like as knitting takes so oh long God. i don't yeah. know if anyone's ever actually tried knitting something but we tried to learn knitting for i don't feel i'm exaggerating eight years yeah and then you know what we're a little slow uh we we got it it's not great it's really <laughs> we were knitting for about four hours and you come up with something this long and you're uh. like 
Well, what's the point? I'd like to verify it was quite thin wool. Uh, wool. <laughs> well, it was quite thin wool. <laughs> Throw me shame. <laughs> Um, however, uh, women did actually start to get some representation in sport a little later on, but perhaps not for the right reasons. Mm. They started um, letting women perform at uh, events. That made it sound way worse than it was. Um, <laughs> at I'm cricket so events. Initial idea. What? At cricket events, um, they were often in attend. They were often attended these events as showgirls um, to bring in the men, oh, hoping they like catch a glimpse then. of a lady. Oh, yeah, I don't see many ladies. <laughs> I'll go to the Literally. sport. Literally, and here's part of some little snippets from advertising these sorts of games. Yeah. Um, let's have a little look. Looky see. Um, so you could uh, the the advertisement for a cricket match in the, in this time promised the addition uh, the additional attraction of a smock race between two ladies who were to run in drawers alone, Ooh. and reports of later races would refer to ladies giving full display of their personal charms or mm. exposing with their wanted generosity those beauties which are easier to be imagined than described wow so it's guess written as well they had very copy heavy adverts back then they did didn't they but it's yeah. like not the attention span of today yeah but it's like well at least women are included <laughs> not gotta start somewhere you've gotta start somewhere but yeah, yeah. it's not not exactly done for the right reasons. No, no, not at all. Yeah, in fact, it wasn't until the 19th century that we really saw a shift in women's sport. Yeah. Because yeah, up until that time, it was just sewing and cooking for your husband. Mm. But um, during, because during this time, it was decided that women should preserve their delicate health for birthing healthy children. Mm, there you go. Now, I don't want to offend anyone here, but have you ever tried to pluck a man's eyebrows? <laughs> Clearly women, or have Katie's a Katie's boyfriend is in the crowd. Have I'm a man with you, man flow. <laughs> Men with a cold. Clearly women are the ones with the delicate health. It's so true. Secondly, because mm. obviously loads of women died in childbirth during, mm. like, well, before modern medicine. Mm. But Even maybe, yeah. maybe if they were allowed to go out and, you know, do something with their muscles, it wouldn't have been such wouldn't a big old so strain. Frail. Yeah, they wouldn't have been yeah. so frail. Yeah, so anywho, well, moving on, it yeah. was not a good idea but yeah. it was actually during the victorian era when there was advances in science and medicine where they were like you know what it's actually probably a good idea that you do get out before yeah. you're married because <laughs> once you're married you have to be raising children yeah. obviously that was a full-time activity literally so but before then maybe actually get up your ass and do something <laughs> off your backside <laughs> sorry <laughs> um so they were so, so the idea of sport was actually introduced um and in this they had some rather funny clothes introduced because obviously the Victorian era is all about yeah. modesty and protecting one's goods, I suppose. I have a thought on this, but mm. yeah, continue. And then I'm going to, yeah, I want to hear what these sporting outfits are like. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, hang on. On to the next page, <laughs> see what they are. Um, so, yeah, they wanted women to look decent and appropriate while playing these games. And obviously, in a lot of things like. You can run a bit in a long skirt and of course you could ride a horse in a long skirt because you can go side saddle. Yeah. The issue came about with cycling <laughs> because <laughs> there, there is no way you can cycle in a long skirt. In fact, yeah. women died because of this. I'm a child of the 90s when flares were in and my flares got caught, uh, not in the um, mechanism, which I've heard happened to a lot of people, mm. but when I was getting off, it got caught on the saddle and uh, I fell in the street and I was on my own and I just lay there for like 10 minutes contemplating my life. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Marsha's really cool. 
<laughs> but yeah, fashion is dangerous. Fashion is dangerous. But I was going to say, like, surely sports wear mm. is designed to, yeah, enable you to do the sport. So what yeah. is the point of changing out of what you're currently wearing, which is uh, unsuitable for the sport, into something that is equally unsuitable? Oh, we will get to that in a moment. <laughs> like, there's no logic. You might as well just wear you what you're wearing. It, well, because... It, well we'll go to that now actually why not um women's swimming costumes originally started out as being ridiculous um they'd start off with a full-on jacket and a full skirt (laughs) a full-on swimming skirt and jacket (laughs) i couldn't find any records of how many people drowned but i imagine it is many (laughs) quite a few but um going back to the cycling yeah um there's actually an account of in the one of the newspapers Mm. of a woman's death yeah. After she, it's not gra- that graphic. Yeah. Um, after she got caught on her bike in her skirt, hmm. I think she failed because she could not see the pedals as the flapping skirt hit them from her view, and she had to fumble for them. Could she have taken but a momentary glance at their position, she would have had a good chance to save her life. Sorry, victim blaming in the original. Fully. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, why didn't you just let her wear trousers? Yeah. That would have been scandalous. Like, no, I think it was the woman's fault at Fully the end the of the day. Fully the woman's fault. Yeah. But eventually, something was introduced to protect all these women's dignity and, of course, their lives. Yeah. Bloomers. Ah. Now, bloomers are three-quarter length trousers that make your thighs and legs look about... This is a podcast. What, how yeah. long is it? Three well, foot across? I think they look like the chickens at a chicken run. Yeah, like chicken yeah. legs. So, yeah. you know, really dignified. Yeah. Um, they were introduced by Amelia Bloomer, who was an American mm. lady who caused quite a stir Amelia. when she suggested the idea um, that women should wear these trousers in order to move about more easily. Mm. And it was thought really vulgar, to be honest. Oh. Disgusting. Amelia? But no. the, after there mm. were several deaths, they were like... Yeah, maybe uh, vulgar, lots of people dying, yeah. you know, maybe we could, uh, yeah, think about the vulgar yeah. thing. So yeah, so bloomers were introduced for women to mm-hmm. go around in. Yeah. But um, there was another problem with female cyclists, because everyone hates the idea of women having freedom. <laughs> <laughs> they could just cycle right on out of here. <laughs> Literally, because women cyclists were frequently pelleted with stones and insults as they cycled away. What? Yes, because there was... There were rumours that these such women, cycling off to freedom, might be engaging in prostitution or even lesbianism. <gasps> the disgrace, no. I'm sure. <laughs> like, like firstly, just... as if it's any of your business. Yeah. I just love like the thought process, like, well, they're getting to places speedily. Why do women need to get to places speedily? <laughs> mm, they must be up to terrible mischief. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason you need speed, yeah. lady. Um, there were also was another side of the ridicule because apparently the French were more nonchalant about women wearing pants on bikes, so yeah. they don't look as pretty. Oh, <laughs> like, but how am I meant to admire you as you pass? Like, you look uh, like a boy. Sounds like your problem, really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm on my way to my very interesting meetings if we Literally, I, I have a life. I, d- I don't really care if I look good to you. Yeah, exactly. But, so this by. was published in newspapers. Like, really? More so than women being killed by bikes, that the women didn't look pretty enough on them. Oh, it wasn't very becoming. Mm. Don't like bloomers. Do you make them look like chickens? Oh, God. I, I think mean, it's a great look. Even nowadays, you know, with people like commenting on what people choose to do with like cosmetic surgery, and that mm. kind of thing like oh but you just you don't look very feminine or you just look ridiculous oh what's it got to do with you yeah <laughs> it's my body i will do what i want with it yeah or not choose to do what i want with it yeah. but you know that idea of like um you still need to be attractive and like what you do with yourself is a matter of public opinion still Literally, echoes today it's ridiculous yeah anyway anyway 
Um, as we were talking about with the Victorian swimming costumes, mm. a big part of the Victorian culture was being very well covered mm. and pr- preserving one's dignity. Um, so I'm sure you've all seen pictures of male swimming costumes with the blue and white stripes, yeah. like kind of. That's like a jumpsuit, isn't it? Like I presumed those were unisex and the women were wearing them as well. But no, because they'd show off a woman's figure. Oh, right. So it couldn't have that. Yeah. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. So, yeah, she wore a full-on jacket and skirt. It's ridiculous and became waterlogged and drowned. Literally. But that at did... least she was dignified. Literally. But um, after a little while, in the in 1860, a two-piece belted costume replaced the earlier styles. Okay. Um, still featured a jacket. Wait, say that again. I heard two belts replaced. Two-piece belted. Okay. <laughs> the costume replaced these ridiculous styles. Yeah. It still had a jacket. Okay. Um, to be f- actually, you know chilly. what? Swimming in England. Yeah, they didn't travel cold. as much. I'd wear a wetsuit in England. Yeah, yeah, mind you, I don't think it was built like a wetsuit. I think it did become very waterlogged. Oh. And, um, <laughs> they didn't the, have the technology. No, and the um, bloom has come back into fashion here as well as the yeah. um, three-quarter length style because, I mean, it's still a massive piece of material that's, that's going to... That's going to be so much. Yeah, I'd still rather it to a full-length skirt. Yeah. But yeah. actually, I've just had a thought. Female swimmers must have been so much stronger than male yeah. swimmers because they've had to adapt to all of that. It's so true. It's like training at altitude or something. Literally, isn't it? yeah. They must have been hench. Yeah, yeah. Don't mess Amazing. with them. Let them wear what they want. Literally, like they will get you. <laughs> there was um, uh, Ailey McIntyre here last night. Mm, and she, she was, was really cool. yeah, she was cool, and she was talking about um, plastic in the sea and how um, a team got a plastic bag caught on their rudder and, and they just like they couldn't get it off, so they were like losing time. So yeah, the women like literally flying with great big bloomers literally all <laughs> yeah. full on skirt yeah. and a jacket <laughs> yeah yeah they must have been hench really mm-hmm. hench so we're now going to jump forward a little bit which isn't quite victorian but it's interesting <laughs> um to why was women's football banned in the year 1921 hmm. um so yeah uh, women were originally well not originally originally when the war came around women started playing football because yeah. they were going into the workplace and you know it's just something fun to do on the side war was hard yeah. yeah, you needed to have a kick around, lighten so, the mood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you want to hear a little bit of an interesting about where football originated from in England, apparently? Yeah, I know like they used to like play with pigs' bladders mm. and stuff. But That's boring. Everyone, boring. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I thought everyone knew about Nike, mm. Katie. <laughs> 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 um, apparently, uh, football in the UK kind of originated in Scotland when single mm. women would play the game and single men would watch in the hopes of picking out a wife. Oh, but this whoever's best at kicking a ball li- or just you know like she looks strong I'll have her ah there you go you wanted a hardy wife yeah Scotland mm. man yeah. but um if anyone's listened to our podcast you'll have heard of Tess of the Derby as well mm. and also just maybe in general in life because, yeah you know just because we're in Southampton Katie people do read <laughs> <laughs> it's a popular book there's many TV adaptions but this idea um, of women playing football and the men all gathering around watches really reminds me of that bit in um, yeah. Test the Durbles where all the women are uh, dancing their little dance it's and called like a May dance and all yeah. The, yeah, the women come and they're all nice and girly and then the yeah. men show up later and they're like oh women I love that one <laughs> yeah. and then you've got Thomas Hardy the writer talking about Tess's teenage teenage girl's womanlyhood and you're like yeah mm. Creepy. Yeah, gross. Yeah, so <laughs> that reminded me of that a bit. But yeah. anyway, yeah, women started playing football around the time of the war. Yeah. And, you know, they actually were doing pretty well with it. Like, mm. They started forming groups together. It was a really fun thing for them to do. They were uniting against the men. <laughs> they were just having a good time. They were the having a were good away. time. Yeah, yeah, having a great time. Mm. Um, and, you know, they actually started bringing quite a lot of crowds, especially with, like, the rise of the 
suffragette movement and yeah, everything. Yeah, it was really popular, wasn't it? It was really popular. Yeah. So it was doing really, really good. Yeah. Um, and they actually had a really cool female player. Yeah. Um, and obviously, because women don't get recorded in history, no one's heard of her. Um, <laughs> actually, you guys might have. I don't know much about football, so. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, her name's Lily Parr. Yeah. And she was a player in 1920, so bearing in mind it got cancelled in 1921, mm. she only she only played for a year, oh. and in that time scored over a thousand goals. So pretty cool. Rooney. I have no idea how many goals he scored, or if he even scores goals. Does he? Does he? Not that many. No, not that many. <laughs> there we go. Not Accurate. many. No worries. <laughs> um, so yeah, he wasn't. She was pretty cool, not recorded in history. Mm. But she used to play football with her brothers growing up, and mm. she was quite a, quite a force to be reckoned with. She was, over, I think she was only six foot tall. Wow. I know. And you think, like, well, people were shorter back then as well. So yeah. She was really tall. So, yeah, she'd be, like, six foot eight in, like, modern Literally. comparison. Yeah. And she was openly gay as well for the time, which is, yeah. like, again, really cool. What was her name again? Lily Parr. Lily Parr. Yeah. Absolute legend. Reckon, yeah. And she also asked, a little bit of fun, she asked for her money to be paid in cigarettes <laughs> rather than actual cash. I mean... Living her best life. Yeah, maybe we should have had a business meeting if we went back in. It's time. fine, I mean... You're you aware know. money buys cigarettes <laughs> and other stuff on top of it. Maybe... It, well, yeah. She's like, no, just need the cigarettes. Just the cigarettes. That's <laughs> all I need in life. Having the best time. Oh, Lily. Um, Having a great time. But you know but, what? Yeah, yeah, so going back to the original mm. question, why was it banned? Yeah. Well... After the war, obviously, um, the men came back and they started playing football again. But by this point, as they'd been away at war, they hadn't been playing for a while. So they had lost some of its interest. Whereas mm. the women's game had been going and going and going and gaining in popularity support. Mm. Had a lot going for it. Lots of people supporting it with the suffragette movement and everything. And no offence to, to the FA people of 1921, but they felt a little demasculinated. Ooh. So, yeah, they got back from the war. And, and they were like more successful oh if i was walking along the other day and uh, i could hear i'm not sure what it was but a match going on and a lot of cheering and then i was like see it's all these guys walking into this field mm. and there was no one else in the field you just imagine like kicking around like shut up, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> why is everyone watching Literally, them like imagine them playing and like yeah. where's all the crowds the women are playing down the road what <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not <laughs> so um they banned it yeah they were like women are not allowed to play football professionally any professional referee people are mm. not allowed to oversee their games. So basically, you can still play down the park, but no one's going to watch Yeah, anymore. it's not official. You won't be recognised for so it. So the sport was ruined overnight, basically. And that's the end of women's football for 50 years. Again, we're in Southampton. Get in the sea. Into the sea. Yeah. And the FA released their views on why they felt that football was not for women. They are as follows. <laughs> football was quite unsuitable for females and ought not to be encouraged. Several doctors agreed that the sport posed a serious physical risk to women. Not for the last time, a group of men were legislating on what a woman was allowed to do with her body. Wow. Just like, yeah, they weren't built for, like, running around and kicking. and Literally, it's like, um, sorry, who are you to say? And also, we've been doing this for years, and we are fine. We are fine. We're better than ever, you know? We're actually yeah. quite physically fit. In fact, we're better than you, and that's what this is about, this isn't it? This is what this is really about. <laughs> yeah. Well, that didn't quite fly, but obviously the women didn't really have any power at the time, because yeah. not many women still had the power to vote or anything. Yeah. So they also released this. The FA also suggested that an excessive proportion of the funds are absorbed in expenses and an inadequate percentage <gasps> devoted to charitable objects. 
None of the man's profits went to um, <laughs> any charity events. It's like, well, you're not giving anything to charity, are you, lady? Neither you are you. Shush, shush, moving on, moving that's, on. That's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. I can do what I like, but you... You, you must give to charity. Yes. And on that note, everyone give to Sport Relief, please. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, please donate, wonderful, everybody. Wonderful cause. Yeah. They are actually making a difference, and yeah. They're yeah, wonderful, about, wonderful. About, yeah, representation and equality, mm. so please support this. Please, yeah. everyone deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, it was a bit depressing. Yeah. Women weren't allowed to play football professionally for 50 years. It didn't come back until the late fifth into until the 1960s. Mm. But as it had been banned for so long, it still doesn't have the magnitude of support that the male football mm. teams have today. Mm. And I think that's reflected a lot still like um like they were saying last night in the Olympics like you know so much more about the the men yeah. the men than you do the women even if they've achieved the same or more in yeah. some cases. It comes so far but yeah there's definitely still yeah, work to like, do. How yeah. many, I mean, to be fair, I can't name any, but <laughs> <laughs> how many male Olympians can you name compared to how many female Olympians? Yeah, yeah, how many can you rifle through? No, it's true. It is difficult, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know any. <laughs> that's just because I'm not a very sporty person. <laughs> Much better off sitting with the embroidery. <laughs> sitting with the embroidery and recording podcasts, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's what we like. Generally sitting, being stationary. Yeah. yeah. But I think that about covers sport over in the ancient Greeks and the Victorian era yeah and it's lovely today that women can do any sport they like yeah I think yeah 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 in this country yeah I'm trying to think of like a predominantly male sport and I'm like they have like their own that sounds so condescending they have their own versions um but yeah 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 women can do whatever they want now it's great yeah so if you're a sporty woman go do sport or if you're like me don't Again, yeah, (laughs) you do you. It's all about choice. (laughs) Going back to Ailey McIntyre last night, and she says um, she has a big movement for this young girl. So there's this idea still that you can't be feminine, you can't be like, you know, girly and pretty if you're strong and powerful and sporty. It's like, you can be both, you can be whatever you want. Fine. It's not sporty at all, but I read it a little while ago, and I didn't really think it fitted into this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm. Um, There's a quote from Cher, uh, you know, singer. Yeah, <laughs> um, basically, her mum said when she was younger, um, you should marry a rich man. And she was like, Mama, I am a rich man. Boom. <laughs> so, I dropped the mic, but I don't want to damage it. <laughs> yeah, these, we don't record with our own equipment at home either. No, that <laughs> microphone scares me at home. Like <laughs> so it's got to be protected at all costs. Yeah. So, exactly. Uh, I think we have some thank yous to go through we do, as but well. Firstly, as I said earlier, please do donate to Sport um, Relief. They do amazing things for mm. people around the world, people who are less privileged than us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot less privileged than us. And people, you know, it actually really does make a difference in their it life. It really does, like, yeah. yeah. Having it's this outlet, this support. Literally, yeah. like it's, it's like five pounds or even less, and it's going to make someone, there's such a world of difference. So yeah. It's really where do you do it? On superpod.co.uk. Go through there. There's a link. There we go. Yeah, all the information's up there. Again, if you're familiar with us, all the links are through our Instagram, on our yep. link tree, on there. It's all up there. And Katie, if you reach over there, I believe there is a script for us in a minute, but I'm going to rifle through. Behind it. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, the uh, our podcast is returning to the air in um, April with season two, where it we will be is. looking at some new books. If you are interested in following us, you can find us on any podcast forum that you listen to by just searching Unclassical. Mm-hmm. You can also follow us at Unclassical underscore podcast on Instagram. And we will be doing more funny anecdotes 
about classical literature over there. We will indeed. If that's a bit much for you to remember, we also have some little podcasts. Podcast. We don't have podcasts at the back. Um, (laughs) She tried to do a pun. We have postcards at the back with our details on them. Yeah, we call them podcasts because we are hilarious. Really funny people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have you picked up on that over the summer. (laughs) There are also badges back there. Some Mm. are more PC than others. Yeah, Uh, family friendly. They're all PC. Yeah. yeah, they're all fine. Yeah. yeah, have a little rifle through. Please have a badge. They're all completely free. Yeah. But they'll make it'll make us feel better if the pot goes down. So yeah, exactly. And there is a donation tin at the back as well. If you want to drop some pennies in there, yeah, please yeah. do. Please do. Yeah. Um, I think we'd also like to take this opportunity to thank Al for having us here today. Yeah, and for organising really everything. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for that. We've had a lovely time. It's been lovely. Yeah. And also thank you, our audience. Thank you for not heckling us. <laughs> Saving mean. it for when we get off stage. Yeah, I'm going to get melted with rocks. <laughs> like, what did you say about cyclists? <laughs> cycle girl, cycle. Get away! <laughs> yeah, get played off the stage. <laughs> and yeah, should we start wrapping up? We've got a couple more minutes or... Yeah. Whatever we want to do. Um, I think Katie. Katie actually is a trained actress. I'm not. I'm bumbling along. I was nervous You'd about... you never com- believe this. <laughs> She's actually got a degree in it. It's not a real degree. <laughs> well, at least you admit it. <laughs> That's why so, I'm unemployed. So whenever there's something to read out, you can notice when it was time for the Where thank yous. Where am I reading? Yeah. Oh. I can read, oh. she can act. Uh, this is so why am I reading it? <laughs> well, you have a few talents. You can read scripts. <laughs> I can learn scripts. Reading's a different game. You can learn them. Yeah, so Katie's going to read out. Uh, we've got a video clip coming up. Again, that can articulate much better than we can yeah, while you should be donating. Yeah, that's just been put on me right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. borrow my glasses if you want, but I feel that might make it harder. I can't see anything. <laughs> so yeah, Katie's going to read uh, a little clip out for us. Uh, we're here this weekend to raise money for Sport Relief, we ha- who help disadvantaged people all over the UK and beyond. Let's take a look at one of the many ways your money helps people right here in the UK. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Red Thread, Jeff speaking. We support young women under the age of 25 who come into a hospital in South London. This job never fails to shock you. We see a significant number of young women who come in with self-harm injuries, who have been raped, head injuries from hammers, or a baseball bat or a, a pool cue. He got me in the corner of the kitchen and punched me in the head. I was 20 weeks pregnant and there was just blood everywhere. All I was thinking about was my baby. He punched me in the head a lot. One time he broke my jaw. So Casey has been um, physically assaulted, uh, which is the main reason that she had come into the hospital. And we were really concerned about who it was who had inflicted that injury on her. We believed it to be her partner, and we believed her partner to be involved or at least affiliated with gang activity. I got a phone call from Jess and she was just asking to meet up. I was telling her how much I needed to get out. I can't do this no more, I need to leave him. I just clicked with her, like I wasn't embarrassed or ashamed or anything. I wouldn't keep nothing back from her. We were genuinely concerned about threat to life because of the significant violent tendencies of this perpetrator. We realized that there was a safe place for her to go with a family member. 
Um, so that's what we did. We moved her into the family member's house. Casey's partner was um, convicted of assault and he was sent to prison. I just feel like if Jess didn't call me that time, I don't know where I'd be right now, I really don't. She gave me a lot of strength. With people like Jess, it shows you there is hope and there is a way out. The Young Women's Project is not a service that steps in at the moment of crisis, fixes it and then steps away. The difference that this money has made to these young women's lives is, is not to be underestimated. Mm -hmm.